Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The New York Rangers are on a four-game winning streak. This was a crazy game. They beat the Vancouver Canucks 4-3 to three in overtime. The game-winning goal in overtime scored by Keandre Miller. This was definitely the most chaotic, just, you know, there was no flow to this game. Like, the third period was basically just all special teams, mostly Ranger power plays. And the Rangers found a way to win this one. Definitely not one of their better games. Uh, Igor Shosturkin was just unreal, playing out of his mind in overtime. Made a couple of amazing saves on Kuzmenko. Uh, He really saved their bacon in overtime. And, you know, you look at this game and you're, you're happy to come out of there with the two points. Vancouver had played last night. So the Canucks, who were also five and two coming into this game, they leave this game five, two, and one. The Rangers are now six and two. They had been playing well lately. They won in a shutout, I think five nothing versus the Blues, which was Thatcher Demko. So as I suspected might be the case, the Rangers did not see Demko. It was a familiar face, Casey DeSmith, the former Pittsburgh Penguin backup goalie. Uh, he was in net for the Canucks. Versus Shesterkin. And it made sense that he played. uh, You know, with Quick having uh, played the the game before versus Edmonton. So, you know, the first period was, you know, not a whole lot going on. And I I guess you could say the Rangers kind of got better as the game went on. But yeah, this was just an ugly game. Like, the Rangers, if they had gotten one point, I probably would have been saying, yep, like, fortunate to get that. So this is this goes under the category of you just, you know, take the money and run. Get you know, get out of town, leave Vancouver, uh head over to wet, to Winnipeg and try to, you know, t- to go 5 and 0 on this road trip, which would be, you know, pretty tough to do. I mean, I, I know that I've said that the opponents are not great, but still, hey, Vancouver was playing good hockey. But for the Rangers, same lineup besides the goaltender. So again, Pitlick and Zach Jones are the healthy scratches. I would really, really consider getting Pitlick in there soon. I'm not going to name a specific player to take out, but man, that fourth line is brutal. It really, really is. The uh, Goodrow Benino VZ line is just not very good. It's pinned in their own zone. Uh, Like, again, I'm not going to make a big deal about it because the Rangers have been winning, but it just hasn't been very good. So that's something to consider. I really think that Pitlick would be someone that uh, gives you a little bit more speed. Um, does it change the overall fourth line too much? Probably not. I just think he deserves to get a chance. So first period, there were some penalties. And again, this game was just different than any other. This was the first overtime Peter Laviolette Ranger game that we saw this year. And, and again, like, the final numbers kind of bear it out. The Rangers went three for six in the power play. Vancouver one for six. Like this was a game that saw it was, there was straight chaos and Rick Tockett was upset. I don't really fully blame him. The Vancouver head coach kind of felt like maybe things didn't go his way. I I can't totally blame that. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but you know, I I think that maybe, maybe the Rangers were benefit to some calls Uh, that, that that's certainly possible. So, yeah, first period, Jacob Truba uh, roughing penalty at 449 against uh, Elias Patterson. 
This is the right call. Uh, Truba took it a little bit too far, but the Rangers kill it off. Then Dakota Joshua roughs Truba at 740. So the Rangers are able uh, to get a power play and then to make things better, Philip Ronick uh, delay a game penalty. So a five on three for the Rangers and they score on it. It's Artemi Panarin who continues to be on fire. It's his fourth goal of the season from Trocek and Zibanejad at 918. So they score on the five on three and Panarin, that extends his streak eight, the first eight games of the season. He has recorded at least one point uh, in the first eight games, the first Rangers since Marion Gabrick did it back in Gabrick's first season as a Ranger in the 09-10 season. So the Rangers take a one nothing lead. Then at 13-25, Trocek slashes Carson Soucy. I'll be honest, I didn't see a good replay of it, but Trocek, it's, I'm telling you, it's new Ryan Strom in that sense where tons of stick and fraction penalties, typically in the offensive zone, and luckily the Rangers kill it off. So again, with Trocek, like, He's got to cut down on the penalties. I'll, I'll I'll say this, though. We jump to the second period. He does draw a penalty. So there is that. It, it's not as if Drocek doesn't draw them, but he takes too many. So Sam Lafferty is called for interference at 7.05. But not a great Ranger power play there. And then the Rangers with a bad too many men on the ice penalty at the 14-minute mark of the second period. This was a, a situation where... Will Cooley stays on too long. Chris Chris Kreider jumps on the ice too soon. Not sure where the blame goes, but that was the combination. And the Rangers almost are able to kill it off, but with about three seconds left. Was it three? Yeah, three seconds left on that power play. Former Ranger JT Miller scores. It's a tip-in goal in front. His fourth goal of the season from Roenick and Pedersen. So JT Miller, who has really just been a great, I mean, done great things uh, as a Vancouver Canuck. And this was kind of a play where, um, you know, Ke- I kind of wish Keandre maybe was able to, to get it out. Although, you know, Miller was just wide open in front. Nothing Chesterkin could do about it. And Vancouver ties it up at one. And then the Rangers take another penalty. It would be Panarin for holding Pew Suter at 1623. But the fault goes to Keandre Miller. Miller with a bad, puts Panarin in a spot where he kind of had to do it. So it's funny. And this is kind of a theme where players end up kind of getting results, but I didn't really love how they played. Keanu Miller got the game-winning goal in overtime. I, I thought that, you know, I didn't love what he was bringing to the table, um, but the Rangers do kill that off. So the score is 1-1 going to the third. I think the only other game that was tied going into the third of the season was the Ranger home opener versus the Coyotes. The Ranger games this year have pretty much been kind of lopsided. You haven't really had down-to-the-wire games. This was kind of one of the few that we saw. So they go to the third, tied at one. And then just a bad penalty by Jimmy Vesey at 250, tripping Nils Ho- Hoaglander. I know that, the, you know, I think, um, Nicole- forget, if, you know, on the broadcast, I feel like it was kind of uh, said that, you know, it was a questionable call. I thought it was a definite trip on uh, Vesey. I thought it was the right call. Rangers do kill it off, though. Then former Ranger, Phil D. Giuseppe, uh, high sticks Mika Zibanejad. It's a double minor at 841. So, you know, at this point, the Rangers, I didn't think were playing well at all. Uh, and I thought, okay, now the Rangers have an opportunity. However, immediately, a shorthanded goal by the Canucks. The defenseman, Tyler Myers, scores his second goal of the season at 9.06. This was a play that Adam Fox, I think blame kind of goes to Fox, Zibanejad, and Kreider. I guess more so Fox and Zibanejad, where Fox, not a great pass. Zibanejad can't corral it. Kreider was kind of in the vicinity and they go back the other way two on one. 
Now that trio, it's t- the stakes are completely different. But if you remember Game Seven last year against the Devils, uh, the first goal of that game, I believe, was scored by Michael McLeod. That three of them, and again, mainly Fox and I guess Sabanajan, but like those are the three that were involved. Again, totally different situation, but it brought me back there. Um, and unfortunately, the Canucks make it 2-1. However, the Rangers catch a break in the fact that before that four-minute power play is up, too many men on the ice on Vancouver at 11:51, and Taka was really pissed off about it. Maybe they kind of, maybe they could have let that one go. And and again, I'd want to see a replay. Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like the MSG, the, the replays tonight um, were not great. Like I didn't get a great, you know. I, I guess because there was so much action, but. They do call it, and so the Rangers have another five-on-three, and they score on the five-on-three. So the Rangers' first two goals, five-on-three. It's Adam Fox scoring his third goal of the season. So we've seen Fox score some power play goals. I think they might have even said that it's a career high for power play. All three of Fox's goals this year have been in the power play, which either tied a career high or it just goes to show you how many assists he gets on the power play, not so much goals. Anyway, Fox from Panarin and Zibanejad. Really nice pass by Panarin. Fox was out in front. It was kind of a similar goal, although closer in to the one last game versus Edmonton. So it ties it up at two. And then, and then the Rangers would score again. So keep in mind, now it's five on four. And finally getting on the board for his first goal of the season was Mika Zibanejad. So Zibanejad scores. Uh, on a great pass by Adam Fox. Fox just, you know, really nice play. After Trocek had a chance to score, does it in front, but they take the lead there. Rangers take a 3-2 lead at 13-24. So, again, three power play goals for the Rangers. That's just kind of how it was. So, but then a bad penalty by Philip Heedle. This was a really, really bad game for Heedle. Closing his hand on the puck at 13-32. Phil Heedle, um, the Rangers do kill off the power play, but kind of, because then Heedle comes off, the puck was still in the Rangers zone, and within that time, the Canucks score. It's Carson Soucy, his second goal of the season from Hronik and Beauvillier. If there's any goal that I'd have a problem with with Shesterkin, it was maybe this one, but I'm not sure if he saw it. If he did somehow see it, it's one he probably should have stopped, but there was a lot of action in front, and the Canucks tied up at three. And, you know, and as far as Heedle was concerned, like I said, um, I did not like how he looked in overtime. Just not a good game from him. And, and look, for Phil, you worry about the fact that he still hasn't scored a goal. Like, like does that get in his head at some point? I'm glad that Zibanejad got the monkey off his back. For Heedle, I'm hoping the same thing. So it's 3-3 going overtime. Um, just a side note, uh, would really appreciate, like, and subscribe. We are going to have a really hopefully exciting New York Rangers season. Would love for all of you to join and we can go through this together. So as we go to overtime, Laviolette's first overtime uh, as Ranger head coach. So wanted to see how things look. A little bit different. He started out with Zibanejad, Crowder, Fox is what we've seen in the past. Panarin didn't actually get a shift until like the third the third shift, which was interesting. Um, you know, I think it's important to have a guy that can win faceoffs. I know this sounds kind of crazy, and this is maybe taking to the extreme, but Nick Benino, just to win the faceoff. Like, luckily, like, Vinny Trocek's good at faceoffs. The Rangers, as a team, have gotten better, right? So uh, maybe that's not as big a deal as they've just improved, but I think that's, uh, puck possession's important. 
What I also noticed from LaViolette was the fact that he has in defensive zone draws, he likes to go with two defensemen. It's kind of smart because then once you gain possession of the puck, you just switch the defensemen and bring the forward on. I don't hate that. And that's kind of my my same point about the faceoff, man. It's like, all right, like even if it is a Benino, all right, you win the faceoff, you win possession, he gets off the ice. So, but in this overtime, Igor Shesterkin is the story. Just great save after great save. After, look, Igor, it's funny, as bad as the Rangers were this game, Igor wasn't like overly tested, but yet I didn't think, so like the stats don't end up amazing for Igor, but oh my God, did he make up for an overtime? Like just ridiculous, playing out of his mind and and gave the Rangers a chance. Uh, again, Kuzmenko robbed, twi- I mean, might have been robbed like three times. Like just uh, incredible. Um, Rangers looked really sloppy in this overtime, but Let's talk about the Ranger game winning goal. So Chris Kreider might have gotten away with a penalty. To be fair, earlier in the overtime, I thought Trocek got taken get, taken down and they didn't call anything. So again, the officiating, probably not the best. I, I, I'm sure the Vancouver side of things are not thrilled. Uh, obviously, from the Rangers side, you're not going to be really talking about that as much. But again, Kreider maybe gets away with one. Maybe not. Maybe not. But then he makes a great, great play. And for Kreider, I thought this game was a struggle for him. You know, there was a chance he had in the third Open net, backhand wide, but Kreider really played this perfectly. He ha- so he's going down the ice. He has a defender on him, and he and he smartly kind of goes to the left and gives himself some space. Then he slows down and, and creates an opportunity where you have Keandre Miller to his right, Trocheck's kind of behind him, and he basically finds Keandre for a one-time shot. And there's nothing to Smith can do about it. Kreider just played it perfectly, which again is impressive because like it just it shows growth for him as someone who. Always had the physical tools, but but kind of played dumb, to be honest with you. It was kind of like a, a bull in a china shot. Like, like he just, you know, there was speed and there was just, but not like the, the, the smarts weren't always there. This was a very calm, cool, collected play by Kreider. And he sets up Keandre Miller, who gets his first goal of the season, and just buries it. And hopefully for Keandre, that can get him going. Because again, I, I think it's been mixed results for him so far. Or not so much mixed results, just up and down play. But the Rangers, in in what was a crazy game in Vancouver, win it 4-3. Uh, the overtime uh, was definitely chaotic, but they come out there on top. And so now they will finish the road trip and head to Winnipeg. And, and that won't be easy. Look, it's just, it'd be a great accomplishment. For them to go 5-0 and on this road trip uh, would be quite the feat. And so that'll be an interesting game. That will be the homecoming for Blake Wheeler. And I thought Blake Wheeler was not, I mean, he didn't play much. I think he might've played seven to eight minutes. Didn't play much. Did not look good. So as much as I praised him in the Edmonton game, thought Wheeler tonight, uh, slow turnover is just not good. And so I'm curious to see how he does against Winnipeg. That'll be an emotional return. He was the former captain there. Like that will be a big deal in Winnipeg. So that, that'll be a headline for sure. Who's going to be in goal for the Rangers that night. It's a good question. That, that is a good question. Um, I guess, you know what? That That's a tough one. Because I do think you go with Igor versus Carolina Thursday would be my guess in a divisional game back at home. So there is a chance that they do go back to quick. Actually, I, I'm kind of thinking that might be the case. But we'll see. You know, either way, I won't be shocked either way. And Winnipeg, they lost tonight in, what was it, a shootout? Yeah, a shootout to Montreal. So Winnipeg's record sits at 4-3-1. Off to a decent start. 
but the Rangers six and two, first in the Metropolitan Division. This one, you're gonna want to burn this tape and just be happy you got the two points. Again, uh, a crazy, crazy game in Vancouver. The road trip is almost over. They have won four straight, and they will try to make it five as they leave Vancouver victorious. They win in overtime, four to three.